welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm MC Garcia. And tonight we are talking about Force Awakens. Star Wars! We have waited for this for a long time. Like a child, I'm just... uh, It's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Can't tell that I liked it, can you? No, no, no. You, uh, you obviously, I, <laughs> you fence rider. Yeah, I mean, come on, M. Please make a decision. I tell you, when when freaking Jar Jar showed up, I was about to stab somebody. <laughs> that was only in the modified trailer, son. Didn't oh, Han do that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Han shot Jar Jar first. It's true. It's true. Oh. It's true. Han. Oh man, Han. Poor Han. I know. Okay, so do we have a structure here, or are we just going to yammer aimlessly because it was that great? Yeah, well, we can yammer aimlessly. We do have some notes. I shared them with you, but, you know, uh, we we can really go anywhere with this. And we can kind of, if you don't want to look at the notes, we can kind of guide you. So. Okay. So when did you guys see the movie? Oh, when did we see the movie? Uh, Miles, why don't you, you saw it earlier than I think. Yeah, let's see. It opened, what? Thir- uh, Thursday, the s- December seventeenth. We yep. saw it the following Sunday. So, um, wow, yeah. So was it? Uh, so tell me about that, Miles. I, so you went. Uh, you saw it at Penn Cinema, right. the local theater here. Right. Um, uh, packed, not packed. I mean, what was the? Uh, t- tell me about the experience. It was not sold out, but it was packed, and we got there like ten minutes before the movie started, and it had already mostly filled up. So. There are a lot of people in. Were you stuck with those front seats that you have to sit at the stair, you know, crane your neck up at? <laughs> Not quite. Well, about three rows from the back, from the front. You know? Okay. So yeah. Okay. It wasn't terrible, but yeah, it was. Uh, everybody else, all the good seats from the went up were taken. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it happens. People were buying tickets. Was it six weeks in advance? Oh yeah. At least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother had his tickets like right when they first came out, and. Whew, yeah, yeah, I was not so lucky. A lot of anticipation. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people were anticipating and looking forward to this movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, yes. How about you, Em? When did you go ahead and see this movie? So I tried to see it the week uh, after it opened, but tickets were impossible. And uh, so um, Will and I were trying to see it on... Uh, we decided, oh, well, we'll just go on Christmas night. It'll be fine. It'll And... We got great seats. But then like a couple hours before he called and he said, um, I have a fever of 102 and I think I'm passing a kidney stone or it might be my appendix. So we ended up at the emergency room instead. <laughs> Priorities. That's okay. Kidney yep. stones. Kid- it was kind of fun because we were telling the nurses, oh, this is our first date. And that was fun. Um, <laughs> Memorable. And then the next <laughs> the <laughs> next day we finally we got tickets again and I was super excited and I bought them for the 1050 show. But then I looked at my email and it's an 1150 and I went, oh, well, all right. I was just off. So we were hanging out and we leave, we get to the theater and we get our tickets and I'm all giddy and we walk into the theater and there's Ren and Finn running in <laughs> sand. And I was like, no, the, why can't the universe doesn't want me to see this movie. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> I made a face like a little kid when he's told there is no Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> so we were, we went walking back to the table and I showed Will the emails like, is this, this says 1150 on it, right? And he said, yeah, it's what it, so it turns out that there was a glitch in the system. 
and uh, it should have given me the eleven, the ten fifty tickets, but the email was sent wrong, and I was like, ah. And they said, well, we have tickets for the, we still have seats left for the for the twelve oh five in the morning. Tickets. <laughs> so we were at the. We didn't leave the theater till three thirty. That's right. I did see your <laughs> post on that. Oh my god! Yeah. So come hell or high, high water, you you managed to see the movie. We saw that stupid movie. <laughs> so now, so now twelve. Joyful. You said twelve oh five in the morning. Twelve thirty in the morning. Was it packed? It was actually. I would say it was probably thirty five percent full. Oh. That's not bad. Not bad. No. But like everything else was selling out like hotcakes. Like no. it was unbelievable. Nobody, I we had gone late enough that there weren't people dressing up, but I was a little disappointed. I thought folks would still just go and be dressed up and have fun with it. Yeah. So we didn't see it till the Sunday after, the Saturday after Christmas. We said, okay, we're going to go see this as a family. My wife, totally not into Star Wars, but said, I'll go with you, mm-hmm. right? And um, so we went to the same theater, Miles, that you did. And I thought, okay, the movie is what? You know, nine, ten days out. You know, we should, no problem getting seats. Uh, buy, don't need to buy tickets ahead of time. <laughs> uh, we said, well, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to go two o'clock, then we'll go out to eat. We'll do a little bit of shopping, post Christmas shopping, right? Um, so we get there at like, I don't know, uh, 1 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sold out. Two oh. o'clock showing sold out. <laughs> so we got 2.30. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but there was a line for me. So, so we are in line. And this line ends up being like 150 deep. This is a Saturday afternoon after Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, 10, 11 days you know, out, out. You know, it's just, I, I couldn't believe that there was that amount of people that were still standing in line for. And it was a sold out show. Um, we got, we were close enough to the front of the line that we got really good seats the seats we like to see but it was it was bizarre i just didn't expect it mm-hmm. that, that there would be that so much you didn't, you didn't have the assigned the assigned seating well uh some theaters in this area do it there's a regal in our area that does that but the penn cinema penn cinema does not do assigned seating yet uh, I, don't know gotcha. if move, I don't know if they'll move that i know that a lot of places do that and that's always nice <laughs> to, <laughs> when they have that but but they did not and they should oh. in my opinion but but yeah, so, you know, we, we got there and, uh, you know, we sat there and, uh, you know, it was, it was a pretty, pretty, pretty awesome experience. Um, the, the best part about it, was, I, I, I Facebooked this and my wife was kind of irked at me because I said the best part about seeing this movie is seeing it with my son and daughter. I didn't mention it, her in it. She was a little bit offended. <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally because uh, I thought. Eh. I totally would. I'm, yeah. Kristen, I'm there for you, girl. Right, right. And she actually, to her credit, I'm, I'm going to bring her up this time. She said she's only watched. She went and saw Empire Strikes Back with me in the theaters when they re when they re released it. They must have remastered it and re released it in the '90s sometime. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, this, and so I saw it in the theaters now defunct Pacific, if you remember that in Lancaster. Um, but I I went and saw it there, and she saw it with me, and it was a forgettable experience. She did not like Empire, hmm. but she liked. Hmm. She said all the Star Wars movies I've seen, this was. The easiest to follow. Okay, so she liked it for a Star Empire Wars. Empire is hard. If that's your first jump in, yeah, that's a hard movie to jump into. Yeah, I agree. Because you, agree. there's, there's, it, it's really story because the character development yeah. is is set up, and you've already invested in the characters that you like and don't like. Yeah, 
Yeah, and you know, yeah. Yeah. Andrew, 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 Andrew is saying that Regal is assigned, and it is, it is, but not Penn Cinema. Penn Cinema is not in our area. Mm. Did you go to the Alamo Draft House? Yes, I did. <laughs> I love that place. Oh, I know you do. So, the Alamo yeah. Draft House and Cinema, located yeah. in beautiful Ashburn, Virginia. Please Ooh. give me free tickets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is. Yeah, there you go. So, so um, you know. Sitting there was just a really awesome experience. Kiefer, numerous times, my son, numerous times he leapt out of his seat. He was that excited at different parts. Oh, cool. So. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when Ray turns and goes and they're, point, they're running, no, we're not going to that ship. That ship is, tra- is junk. And then their ship blows up and she goes, let's take the junk. And you <laughs> turn and it's the friggin' Falcon? Yeah. Oh, my God. The biggest hunk of junk in the galaxy. And then when she makes the cut, this is the ship that did the pass, the, the Kessel run in 14 parsecs. I instinctively, I went 12 and I did it out loud. And at the Alamo, you're not allowed to talk out loud. (laughs) Well, it's okay because looked at me like I was crazy, but it timed perfectly to when Han went, uh, 12. (laughs) You know, there were so many of those things in the movie that were just throwbacks to, for those of us that know the original trilogy and even the prequels, um, Mm. there were so many throwbacks that really were there for us. Well, just just the first movie, I mean, the Millennium Falcon, we got to see things of the ship we hadn't seen since the first film. We saw the, the holographic chessboard. We saw... Those, the training ball. The training, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Finn's throwing stuff around. He's looking for a part, and he throws the train, the Jedi training ball. Yeah. The the bad computer graphics on the uh, on the aiming mechanism for the guns mm-hmm. <laughs> still have them around. Yeah, <laughs> and I was I was impressed because what Lucas would have done if he'd had his hand in these movies, he would have updated those graphics. But JJ said, let's keep it in line with the original, and they kept the Falcon's interior and everything very. It, it looked like. You know, it looked like you were watching a new hope. In we, some ways. we didn't see the the guns in the in, in Empire or or well, we saw gun, lasers being shot from the Falcon in, in, in Jedi, but we didn't see that part of the ship. We didn't yeah. see you know, yeah. so that that that, that <laughs> was good. It still had a bad motivator. I know. Well, the motive didn't the, didn't the motivator come in with Luke? With Luke with the droids at the very beginning at Uncle Owen's, he goes, "This droid is a bad motivator." But they don't say the. Falcons. But it happened too in Empire. Did it? Oh yes, hyperdrive right. motivator. Oh yeah, that's right. Hyperdrive right. motivator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We also saw the um, um, those in the floor those places where you could hide. You know, they they. they oh, the cargo some, holds. The car, yeah. So l- nice, nice throwback to the, the, the first film. Well, you know, and that was one of the best moments. So when when Ray and Finn are like underneath and they're, and they're waiting for the, the first order to jump onto the ship, and who walks in? Chewie and Han. Right. That's like best moment Sorry. ever. We're home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. just, I was so, I, I, I'm pretty sure. So Will sat to the left of me. I'm pretty sure his right arm was bruised. <laughs> because every time I jumped, I grabbed it. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> did you see that? Of course you did. My there wife. were times we were both sitting, like leaning forward on the edge of our seats, like, <gasps> I think my wife squeed when she saw Han yeah. for the first time. Well, you know, I want to. I do want to say this: the way the um, the way the trailers played it, they made it look like the people that were driving the Falcon through the Star Destroyer mm-hmm. uh, was Han and Chewie, and it oh, wasn't. They did it. You didn't know, yeah? Yeah, so. you didn't know. They kept that hidden very well. 
Mm-hmm. So there, there was a lot of really clean, lots of information, but it wasn't like it wasn't like the like the trailer for Terminator totally gave away the whole movie in the trailer. This trailer was an amu. All the trailers were just an amuse bouche to one of the most delicious sci-fi meals I think I've consumed in a long time. Yeah. And it's it's by no means perfect. It's by no means the most epic piece of science fiction work in the whole in the whole entirety of science fiction. But for me, I sat there and I was six years old. Is what I wanted. I cried. It, I was six years old again, and I was just in this world. And I was I jumped and I laughed and I good and I, and then uh, just it was it was it was reliving that moment. 30 something years later, almost 40 something years later. And it it was, it was, I want to kiss JJ Abrams on the mouth, basically, because it, it washed away every, almost every angst and issue I have with the fan films. (laughs) Otherwise known as the prequels for those of you (laughs) tuning in. So if you listen to this podcast, you're ready to show on why those are wrong. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it certainly it certainly played into the the inner child and all those miles. You posted that comic on Facebook of the, of the adult guy going in and the kid coming out. I think it's very true. Yeah. Uh, playing, you know, it really brought out the kid in us. And I agree. There's some things I want to talk about a little bit later on. Some issues I had with the, the movie and uh, not because... I didn't like Star Wars, not because I didn't think it was pretty freaking awesome, but there were some things that I did have problems with, and we'll certainly get to those. Well, oh, absolutely. You wouldn't yeah. be a nerd unless you nitpick something. Well, I'm not sure they're nitpicks, but <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we'll see. Um, uh, you know, uh, other th- other <laughs> well said, Miles. Yeah. Uh, other, were, there, were there other throw books at uh, uh, throw books? Were there other throwbacks that uh, that really kind of uh, stood out? Things with the Falcon were the biggest, I think. Uh, when Leia said something about Han's jacket, same oh, jacket. Yeah. Same jacket. Same jacket. Yeah. And the snarkiness that the relationship between Chewie and Han, yeah. having that, like, just that was wonderful. The, um, whole, the whole, like, this does shoot well, you know? <laughs> can I, hey, can I try that? Yeah. You would think that before now, Han would have tried that somewhere along the way, but. I know! <laughs> but, that's not a nitpick, by the way, but it was just funny. So. I and I think I think we had a lot of delicious Han moments and oh, Chewie yeah. moments. Those beautiful, like really let's fo- let's let's really showcase this long standing relationship that continues to be long standing and he still talks I've talked myself out of every almost every <laughs> all those wonderful right. like, on that ship of theirs that I have a bad that, feeling about this. Oh <laughs> yes. Every film he said that. Yeah. I my heart just melted. Yeah. So we I think that that the writers and JJ and Disney gave us these wonderful like these last few Han moments because I was expecting what happened to happen, but I wasn't expecting. Yeah. I was really hoping I was wrong and I wasn't. And it was, it was in in a lot of ways, Em, like you're saying, is this movie was a tribute to Han. Yeah, and the relationship to perfect word. This the story. Uh, yeah, we had Leia Organa. Yes, Luke makes his token appearance at the end. But this was really the the Han story and Han and Chewie being a sidekick for Ray and Finn, 
and them and helping them on their quest. Uh, and then he pulls the he pulls the Obi Wan moment on the Death Star, you know, when he gets uh, stabbed and mm-hmm. falls and disappears. My so. wife cried for the rest of the movie after that happened, yeah. and she was uh. almost inconsolable after we left the theater. For she needed she needed a few minutes just to gather herself. Yeah, well, you know what we talked about? Uh, I mean, we talked a little bit over supper that this is well, I. I totally understand why they did it. I mean, Kylo Ren needed to move beyond his emo self in this movie. So there's just no doubt. But So, I don't know. I So I I thought Kylo was just being uh, an indigent little you can bleep this out, just a little shit. He was just a brat. He was just a giant brat, and I had no idea that that he was Han and Leia's son. No idea. When he was sitting there and he says and he's praying to his grandfather, I my jaw was to the ground. Right. To the ground. I Unbelievable. Can't, I can't say I was too surprised because to to uh, to refer to to the extended universe, the books. I mean they. They, Han and Leia had a son that did turn to the dark side. So, right. So they use that idea, although it was Jason, you mm-hmm. know, in the extended universe. Um, they do hint at it at the very beginning when we when we meet that old guy that's speaking with um, the guy that has BB-8. Um, he does mention when he inter- when he comes, he goes, "I, you know, I know your family." He goes, "You weren't always Kylo Ren." There is hints that this was more. Yeah, there was more to it from the beginning, mm-hmm. and. Um, and obviously, about halfway through the movie, they kind of, you know, acknowledge that this is Kylo Ren is the uh, son of. But I didn't know. But going into the movie, I did not know. Mm-hmm. So for some reason, I, it didn't didn't it didn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, this brings the other side of that. You know, there's other there's a lot of speculation about who Ray really is. Yeah, there's a lot of questions, a lot of theories. Yeah. How about you? Um, did you uh, any thoughts on Ray? Oh, she's Luke's daughter. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have any hard, fast evidence of that, though, do we? So, for me, it was the fact that the light, she didn't find the lightsaber. It called to her. Right. It called to her. Yeah, so... My, I, and go ahead. the other one that kind of solidified it was that when she's fighting Kylo, Kylie Minogue, um, when, he's fight, when she's fighting Kylo and the, the saber goes flying... And he reaches for it, and it starts to wiggle. And you know that she's reaching for it, too. It's not that she's stronger. I believe it went to her because it belongs to her, because it belonged to Luke, and it belonged to Anakin. So so let's, uh, let's talk about this a little bit. You know, I had this huge dialogue with my nephew about this over Christmas dinner. Because, I mean, what else do you talk about at Christmas dinner but Star Wars? And, uh, and so we were sitting there chatting. He goes, well, here's the theory. If you go through the Force visions that she has when she touches the lightsaber the first time, there's, uh, there's a theory out there that these are images of repressed memories that she's had. That she, you know, why is she on Jakarta? Right, she's there because, or was it Jakku? Jakku, Jakku, Jakku. Why is she on Jakku? Well, she's on Jakku because um, she's been taken there by Luke. She, her mind has been mind wiped in a sense, and her memory is suppressed and hidden. And these are flashes of the memories that she had. 
there's theories that she was part of the same trading school that Kylo Ren was uh, with Luke, and that Luke took mm-hmm. her to Jakku and uh, and therefore or Jakaru or whatever it is, and um, and uh, and that these flashes of memories were hints to her past, and uh, and there's in those hints, uh, you know, Luke is in those hints, and that thus suggesting that this might be Luke's daughter. Luke's well, daughter or, hear, or student. You hear Anakin, this the terrible actor, and you hear Ewan McGregor, which is great. Right. And they even took um, uh, Sir, I can't remember his name. Alec Guinness. Uh, yeah, Alec Guinness. They had um, sampled something he had said to pull the the sound of the name Ray out. There was all these beautiful, like wonderful, like voices. And one of the people I was sitting with last last night, we were discussing it. She said she heard Snokes's voice as well, and she has a theory about Snokes. But we'll get to that. Ooh, well, no, I want to hear the theories about Snokes. <laughs> so she believes that Snokes is the original Jedi Sith, and that Snokes it has the there's only one way to take Snokes down as being this the 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 creator of of the of of the force like the central the original the first um that there's a theory that among the jedi you live forever by continuing on to the next emanation whereas the sith use the force from other jedi as their kind of quickening to relive and to continue on and that's why they look a mess and they're a disaster um so she had a theory which was really interesting that Kylo, uh, Ben, uh, Kylo, whatever, um, he is actually being kind of a double agent where and that Han knew that he was going to have to kill him because that's how you, you know, become a grown up Darth. That's how you get your Darth name is once you kill your parent or kill, you know, your maker or whatever. Um, And that Kylo... Like that little exchange between Han and Kylo was kind of a silent agreement of, okay, you know what your mission is, son. Uh, you ha- do what you have to do. And he was accepting of his death. And Kylo just moved on to the next step to get closer to Snokes. And now that he's found Ren, he can take Ren, who is good. And the two of them, by taking the dark and the good, can kill Snokes. It's, it's interesting. Please theory. tell me something if that made sense. Yeah, no, it does. The only thing is, he 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 had a, a an epic lightsaber battle. Well, maybe epic is strong, but he had had a lightsaber battle with with, with uh, Ray, and and then tells her, "I can train you." Yeah. Right before the whole planet split into teeny tiny bits. Is yeah. Uh, obviously, Kylo's not dead. But they don't—they don't show his body. But. Oh, of course, we—he's well, definitely oh, he's not dead. No. You know what? There's also, there's also theories that Han is not really dead. What do you think he's of those? T four thousand. Oh, I, I don't think he's dead. I do. Uh, I don't, I don't I think, think we see the last of him yet. He—he—he he, went and it went right through his thoracic cavity, which are where most of the good organs are. I th- I I personally I think he's gone. I think if we see him at all, it'll be in the Alec he, Guinness form, right? The, the old shadowy phantom in the Force. Yeah, but he was never of the Force. So I know he can, he can't come well, back that way. Well, but the Force is I'm in good. everyone, so maybe in that in that regard, he was in the Force. We we didn't see his what happened to his body afterwards, 
it's a mystery what happened to it. This is science fiction fantasy. They can bring the clones back. Maybe there's a clone of Han running around. Uh, no, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't think we saw the last of them. What do you see him? And did you look up the credits for the next no, movie? And no, no, I didn't. There or something? No, no, it just be, we saw him fall off the bridge, and then we saw his, him disappear. And to me, that just uh, leaves things open ended. Yeah. Oh well, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that I, I don't think we'll see him again. But I, you know, I'm willing to be proven wrong. I'm okay with that. You know, and I could be wrong because I, I know that Harrison Ford. Wanted Han Solo to die in, in Return of the Jedi, I believe it was, or or maybe it was Empire. He wanted him to have a, a heroic death for you know die for his friends and so stuff. So what about Finn? Let's talk Finn. Is Finn a relative of Lando Calrissian? I don't think so. I heard that theory being posited around the interweb somewhere along the way. So we were talking about is Finn Lando Calrissian? No, he's not. He's not. No, because that that's too much. Yeah, it's almost incestuous. He's a secondary character. He's important, but he's secondary. To have Luke's kid, yes. To have Leia and Han's kid, absolutely. Mm. I mean, of course. But to, I mean, as he, as Finn put it, he was taken from his family as a child and the one, the the One Republic. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late to apologize. It's too late. So the new whatever republic, whatever they are now, what is it again? The first, the first order. First yeah. order, yeah. So the first order took him as a child, and that's all he's known. Yeah. Well, that's not. Uh, that still doesn't mean that it can't be. But uh, but just, let me just. I want to talk be about. Trite. Yeah, I want to talk about that though. That is a throwback <laughs> to the prequels. I mean, the Jedi were doing that to young. Young Padawans. Well, yeah, basically, they, take they, them right. as they'd take them from infants and train them, mm-hmm. and then uh, so now I, the the the, uh, the, uh, the first the troopers, order, the first order, said, "Hey, this is a pretty good idea. Let's go ahead and replicate that and get rid of clones. Mm-hmm. That this is a better way to train them than using clones, which it's they kind a of mentioned because it's probably cheaper to just harvest kids. Yeah, it, it probably is. Harvest like, them the, and indoctrinate them. It, they're kind of like the Buddhists. Like you're kind of born, you are you're chosen, and that's. But for the One Republic, or for the the first the first oh shit, first order shoot what are, for the first order, they're just harvesting a core of bodies right. to do pointy things. Yeah. Let me ask. I I don't have the Blu-rays of the of the original three. Are they saying that the stormtroopers in the original three were clones, or are they? I don't think so. Okay, so they so the Empire stopped using clone. I mean, basically after the Clone Wars was over, shortly thereafter, they stopped using clones. The stormtroopers yeah. were just basically enlisted men, and they. they I they, don't think though that it, it's ever really addressed really as such in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just there. Although I do think that the uh, the uh, the um, the what do we call them? Stormtroopers. <laughs> the stormtroopers in movie seven have a little bit more accuracy than George Lucas stormtroopers did. <laughs> so, so well, since we're talking about stormtroopers, what I, one thing I liked about this movie was how they humanized the stormtroopers. I mean, basically maybe, through Finn. Is that what you're thinking? Through Finn, I mean, largely. You're right. Largely through Finn. I mean, we see a guy questioning what he's doing, and uh, also. 
learning about what, how they're created and how they're maintained, I guess. But one of his fellow stormtroopers gets shot and never saw a stormtrooper bleed before, but this trooper bleeds on uh, Finn's helmet. Um, I know. Oh, that was, that was amazing. Well, what it did that imagery was, was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it it set him apart instantly. You know, mm-hmm. now they weren't they didn't all look alike. This is the one with the bloody mask, right? Yeah, and that kind of set him apart initially. Um, uh, it, that that was good, and and the fact that we now have female stormtroopers, I think, was pretty significant. Well, not I mean, not only that, but the lead stormtrooper Phasma, the stormtrooper captain. I mean, is 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 a, is a woman. Yeah. It was disappointing. Yeah, I agree. They really, they really screwed the pooch on this one because there was a really great opportunity for her to really be a lieutenant to that Weasley guy. That was one of the Weasley brothers. Did you notice the one who ended up with who ended up marrying um, the Delacroix girl and became werewolf? Okay. Yeah. 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 He's one of the Weasleys. Okay. Um, so. I, I really thought she would be a like a lieutenant, like someone of of not just you know a sergeant. I thought she would be up there with them, um, with you know Frick and Frack, and that's a relationship that just I maybe the two of them dated and it didn't work out. But now that they're both in the in you know the rebellion together, they have to be nice to each other. Yeah. I don't know, but I, I was really hoping for more from Phasma. Um, I was, it's really the only downer for me. Well, yeah. And especially now we have a, a female, uh, you know, stormtrooper in charge and she seems kind of wimpy. I don't think wimpy. She seems cocky. Yeah. But, but also she's not giving a lot of place where she really throws her authority around except in a few small scenes. We saw her, Teeth taken away really fast. Yeah, I think that's maybe that maybe that's what's bothering me more than anything. Yes, um, she so. really wasn't given an opportunity to yeah. to you know bare her teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I'm honest, she just kind of came in when things were done and fn such and such. Please yes. report to the other thing and right. immediately. Right. And do you really think you'll take over? Blam blam. And yeah, it was. Yeah. No, I I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I. Going back to Finn, he irked the crap out of me for a while. Oh, did he? <laughs> he did. I was just like, okay, I you've been conditioned to be a certain way, and all of a sudden you finally you you get into your first battle, and you realize, holy crap, okay, you got a lot going on. But he was just, he was just, he was really annoying. Um, and then he, it was cute that he was all starstruck. When he met Ray, oh yeah, I'm I'm with the resist. Of course, yes, I'm with the resistance. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big deal. Um, the resistance, the resistance. Yeah, he's just trying to get away from the first order. I was impressed with him, like get, saving Poe, which was very cool. Um, right. And then well, all of a sudden that, they were that besties. Scene, that 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 scene, um, you know, I'm here to rescue you. Very reminiscent <laughs> of the uh, yeah, you know. Oh yes. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah, so that was that was very cool. Um, the uh, but it's, it, they were besties the minute they were inside the the Tie Fighter. Mm. Yeah. My name's Red. My name's Poe. What's yours? Uh, FN. Uh, I'll call you Finn. Okay, that sounds like a perfect way to get the plot moving along and identify a character. Thanks. 
Well, you think about that even with Princess Leia, though, when she's rescued. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, she's like powing around like they're trusting him wholeheartedly. These guys are going to get me out of this place. Mm. Well, she was still like, you know, into the garbage chute, fly boy. Yeah. Aren't Which, by the way, they had a night... They had a nice homage to that. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm so good. Garbage is, shoot. Is there a garbage, is there a trash compactor around here somewhere? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, BB-8. Yeah. How precious was that little critter? I like BB-8. I really do want one of those droids. I, 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 I like them, too. Yeah. They're adorable. Yeah. And it was nice that they also brought R2 in. Even though initially I didn't think we were going to do much with him. But. See, I'm sorry, but the way C-3PO entered this film, I jumped. I squealed so hard. Well, it was great because he was doing typically that socially awkward, putting himself into situations. Inappropriately that, timed. Right. <laughs> There's Han. There's Leah. They haven't seen each other. It's a beautiful moment. Han Solo? Yeah. <laughs> How delicious. Oh, that was. That was. And what the heck happened with his arm? I don't know. I don't you know. probably don't recognize me with my red arm. Yeah. Oh. Giant, giant queen. No, absolutely. But, you know, it, it was it was good. Um, it was interesting. This this film with Kylo Ren and the the what the, the head lieutenant, the guy that's like really running the troops. Queasley. Yeah, so Queasley. Um, in front of the Emperor, I'm calling him the Emperor, but Sno- Snooks, or Snooks or whatever his Snoke. name is. Snooks Panda or yes, something. Yeah, <laughs> Panda Bear. Um, in front of Panda Bear, he, you know, they're, 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 they're kind of equal. Like, there's not oh, like, yeah. it's not like, this is my, this is my apprentice and you um, are listening to, very, very, it seems to be very equal footing, which was but kind they, of inter- interesting. they Bicker like children. They do. A married couple. Well, you notice that they're both young. I mean, General yeah. Hux, uh, and I'm reading this off IMDb. I'm not pulling it from memory. Uh, I'm impressive your memory is. Usually it's pretty good, but this time I can't claim credit for that one. <laughs> but, you know, you figure this guy's 35, maybe, and he's a general. I mean, it's uh, – so it's like the two guys that are you know leading this thing are, are – Practically kids. Well, Kylo is absolutely emo and immature. Like, anything doesn't go his way. It's like lightsaber this, lightsaber that. And let's, oh let's... my god, that scene was amazing. He, you like, know what? <laughs> my favorite is when the stormtroopers. The... Business. <laughs> yeah, the stormtroopers round the corner, like, oh well, we're going the other way. All right. He oh wasn't as bad god, as Anakin, that though. He was. He was as bad as Anakin. He was just as whiny. Anakin, Anakin no, episode two. Was just as whiny and indecisive and emo as Kylo Ren. Kylo was a good actor with good lines, and they had already set him up. It was that moment when he loses his crap. um, That was that was a defining moment to really set up who this guy is. And and as 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 Miles said, that they're young. This is I mean previously on the Empire. They were all grizzled, old, pruny men who were, you know, out to service the empire. And these two were just, thats they don't have any old dudes left. They're just scraping by with what they got. Yeah. yeah. Probably most of them died at the Battle of Endor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, uh, 
He does. He, he is kind of... This is one of the things, though, that did bother me about Kylo Ren. And I felt like for someone that has been trained and is kind of the front for, force user for the dark side or the first order or whatever the heck they're calling themselves, um, <laughs> that he seemed that that for him to be in charge and have such loose emotional control, um, obviously it made his character, but... I felt like he should have been stronger. See, that does. I mean, he, this is a guy that's in his maybe late twenties. Um, I thought, I mean, Anakin would have these, you know, hissy fits, and I was just like, dude, somebody change your diaper already. I mean, um, uh, oh yeah, he was a bit of a pud. He he was a whiny little brat. I mean, um, Kylo when he got mad, he just. You know, destroyed things. He he vented. He he. You know, he after he was done, he was good. Yeah. Yeah, I I still think he's he, he's very much like Anakin movie too. Well, so. well, he's that that that's his grandfather. So he did, we we expect to be so so. like father, like son, is what you're saying. Similar, so. yeah. Well, like like grandfather, like like grandson, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So, anyways, you know, I um. Let's talk about Kylo a little bit more. The the end fight scene between him and Ray bothered me, um, and here's why. And I meant and in I liked the fight scene. It was great. My 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 Kiefer sitting there, and my son, he goes, "This is the third lightsaber fight." You know, he, he just loves lightsaber fights, right? He was like totally into it. But my problem, they were my, but 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 my problem with the third lightsaber fight is that Ray discovers. You know, potentially hours, days before that, she has this ability to use the force. Up till then, she does not consider herself a force user, right? Um, and yet, somehow, she's able to come and defeat Kylo Ren, who has been trained, practicing, and has full knowledge—not maybe not full knowledge, but has a great awareness of the Force. And this just bothered me. Not enough that it ruined the movie, but it bothered me a little bit because it seemed like too much of a coincidence. Now, if we ascribe to the theory that she was actually trained by Luke Skywalker before and was just mind-wiped, it makes a little Mm -hmm. bit more sense. But, I mean, she was just, you know, hours before trying to convince Daniel Craig to let her loose out of the chair. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, she's had, I mean... At least to her knowledge, she's had no force training whatsoever, and she's figuring out how to do a few few things already. So when he's got her in the chair, when right. he figures, he gets that feeling. He knows when the force awakens. Um, and I think the title refers to her, right? that the force awakens in her. But we've yet to see, because there'll be like two more movies, right. so we can have all these great ideas. Um, so... There's that moment where he's digging in her brain and he's digging and digging. And I think his digging so deep may have pulled her out. Whatever repressed memory or 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 guarded memory that she had, it just it clicked right into place because you could see it in her face. Not. Oh, my God. Look, I have the force more like it just this. She kind of this uh, this confidence, this calm, this more of a. I can I, I can stop this and I can go deeper back in I, I know what to do here. I yeah. am aware. 
and she digs right back into him. And I, I, I thought that the fight was great. I thought it was amazing that she had, she'd figured out the skill, but it, again, I think it's part of the whole that she was trained previous, previously right. on Ren right. or Ray. She was, she'd been trained, but I don't, she didn't defeat him. She just kind of, she kind of lost her crap and just hauled on him and he let his emotions take over which as you know any good any good star wars fan knows you can't let your emotion you can't let your emotions tear you away they they what's yoda said it they um and ben said it too anger leads to hate hate leads to suffering right that and your emotions betray you right we know this is the other part that bothered me about that final battle is it Mm. clearly that it's clear that we, we often were, we have this whole light side, dark side thing. And this is a mm-hmm. bit more muddied in this film. Because if you say that Ray is, is, is light side, then she is acting clearly out of anger and hatred in that final battle. Like mm. you see it on her face that she is, she's pissed and angry and there's no calm. There's no calm within her. She's just, you know, you killed Han Solo, you, uh, you know, whatever. And he's like, like, she's after him. And that bothered me just a little bit. If, But again, I'm going with the, uh, let me acknowledge that I'm going with the traditional preconception that that she is a, she's part of the, the light side and he's clearly dark. And if those lines are blurred and that's not 100%, then I'm okay with that. And it could hmm. be too that, again, she's learning. Right. You know. Right, exactly. Yeah. And who's to say that while it who's to say that her mom isn't a Jedi? Yeah, we and we don't know. We don't know if it, if Luke's was the it father. Mara Jade? Mara Jade was, in in the expanded universe, but I don't know if she's around. It'd be great. It'd be great if they How cool would that be? That would be awesome. <laughs> uh, that'd be, awesome. That'd be that nice would be homage. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Seriously, a third Death Star? No, it's yeah. a Death Planet. It's, it, I don't <laughs> care. It's still a freaking Death Star. It's a planet killer. It's a planet destroyer. You it, would, you would it, think they would learn by they, now they, these things now, don't. Let me let me just say this. They did do something different. It's a different. star killer. Yeah, it's, I mean they 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 harnessed the power of a sun and then mm-hmm. used that to destroy a planet. They that three planets. Like three planets. All right, fine, but. They seriously should have learned by now. Mm. All these things have a, a, a weakness, right? Right. Um, the third, <laughs> but Star Killer base, right? Um, I don't. know. You know why they called it Star Killer, right? Originally, Luke's name was Luke Scott Star Killer. Yeah. So that was an homage that I had remembered. It, right. it stuck with me for a while, and then I, in talking with friends last night, that it came. To mind. I was like, oh my god, that's true, that's awesome. Was that yeah. also the character in the Force Unleashed? It is. Uh, the main character, Force Unleashed, is also called Starkiller. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that's a Padawan of Darth Vader. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yep. So it might be, it might harken to that a little bit. But. Mm, I think I think it goes back to the original because there but was I a agree. lot of. Yeah, I agree with that. I haven't done any reading because I still I want to go see the movie a couple more times before I start reading other people's ideas about right. the sh- the movie. But that one, 
That one just is is a that to me is a throwback because I remember the discussion of Skywalker's name originally being Starkiller. Although I was waiting for some Blue Harvest reference. Oh but yeah. there was nothing Blue Harvest. That's true. I do like the trench run. Oh yeah. They did that How trench great was that? run. Yeah, so they, they they could kind of throw an homage in for that. That was kind of cool. So there Go ahead. Oh well I was gonna bring something up that came to mind when we were leaving the theater and I was basically like dancing and hopping up and down going, this was the best effing movie ever. <laughs> um, one of the things for me about the prequels was that it felt forced, no pun intended. It felt <laughs> unleashed that, that there were characters that held no purpose, that they were throwaways. They were marketing tools. They were, let's get money out of people. They didn't hold any importance to me to the story. This film, every character of every shape and every race, everyone had a purpose. And everyone had 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 reason for being. And I it wasn't agree. no I I didn't feel like anyone was a a plot device to continue a story. No, I, I, I agree <laughs> absolutely and totally with that. Uh I do want to mention one character, one of my favorite characters we haven't talked about yet. But before we do that, I do want to mention one more thing about the Stormtroopers. That fight outside of um, outside of, of Maz Kanata's place, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. that when that Stormtrooper whips out that gun, holy crap, that was badass. <gasps> oh, that swingy thing with the, the, oh, like my word. Knight, the giant nightstick. S- totally badass. That, that, that was so <laughs> I was like, I want to be a stormtrooper now, you know. You know, that was just absolutely awesome. And taking on a lightsaber, yeah, right. Like they learned, they learned something. We need to have some. We need to have a counterattack for this. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And how 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 come Finn knew how to fight with a sword? Yeah, we don't. We don't know. Is he force sensitive? That's. I mean, he had, he had a small battle. With uh, Kylo, I don't think so. although he lost, I mean, he lost bad. I mean, he's yeah. he was down and out when we last saw him. Yeah, or maybe the Force awakened in him. Yeah, maybe, and maybe we there's something again. Maybe there's more to his background that we uh, don't necessarily know. We don't know. Yeah. So one of my favorite characters is Maz Kanata. I just loved her character. Yeah. Oh, Such she! I just wanted to hold her in my arms and hug her. Oh, I know. I know. Um, when. <laughs> When you saw her, and then she just she just looked up and yelled, "Han Solo!" <laughs> and everybody went quiet, and 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 Harrison Ford made that what face? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Totally a throwback. A throwback to the cantina scene to some degree. Yes, it was a beautiful updated cantina. Yeah. But I just I just loved her character and her <laughs> nurturing of. Ray a little bit there, the little bit that she has with the lightsaber. This lightsaber is yours, and and um, and where's my boyfriend? Yes, Kiri's back at the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Great lines by her. One of my favorite characters in the fourth, at least. So, I mean, she's of interesting character herself. She's lived over a thousand years. She has seen a lot. Talked about what she has seen before. She's, uh, she's lived Jedi. a thousand years. Yeah. Is is she is she a Jedi? No, she says she she's not. So doesn't she say that somewhere in the text that she's not a Jedi or she's 
she's a believer. She's a, she would be a line. She'd be in line with um, uh, Lore Santeca, the the old guy at the beginning who is a follower of the Church of the Force, and she probably is a part of that. Okay. So yeah, I didn't get you as a Jedi, but that but she she talked about when the Sith first came into being, and then she saw what happened. Yeah. You know, with with the Emperor Invader and. So, so there are two, there are two there's two areas of news that I think we should at least mention here. But before we do that, is there anything else? And we we kind of rabbit trailed all over this movie. But there, is there anything else we're missing? Any moments that kind of they're just they're, it was so <laughs> great. And I, I I had this discussion today. Like I want to go see it one more time before we talk about it, or do I just go into our discussion? With like that childlike wonder that I had, and that fresh, do I? I was afraid that if um, if I went to go see it again, I would analyze it too much, and not really enjoy it the way I did the first time. So there's, I know there's a lot I'm missing, but there were just so many like the the minute you saw Leia, the minute you saw Han, it's you know when that hunk of junk reference to um, to the to the to the Falcon and. Kyle and Ray's life and what she and her little her hope she, she you saw the hundreds and hundreds of tick marks on her wall and to me that was just like that is a that is a being made of hope right. and it it was it was a wonderful place they did such a beautiful job of introducing us to all these new friends and and there's the little stuff here and there. The battles were beautiful. They weren't overdone or over lasered. They weren't overthought. It was, it was, it ha- what happened needed to happen. Um, I think Poe was, Poe is good. I needed to figure out, understand more about who Poe is about. Um, except for those really gorgeous curly locks. He's, <laughs> you know, he's, he's a pretty face and he made BB eight. And that's all we know. So I'm curious about him. I'm curious about lore. There's a whole lot about him. Max von Zidow. <gasps> I had a big gay gasp when he showed up on the screen. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea that was him. And then um, uh, my friend Kat last night confirmed with me that um, the guy that Ray was bringing the pieces to and was handing out the portions, that was Simon Pegg. Yep. Oh, I yes. read that too. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome. Get me that droid. Yeah, no, the droid's not for sale. Not for you. I, I just wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. And that's that's a, and that moment with Ray is what made me, what made me really, really realize that she was very Luke like. Right. I love that moment, um, and this goes back a little bit earlier than that, but when we first, when she first is at her abode, you don't see kind of where she's living, and then you pan out and you realize she's sitting at the foot of a fallen Adat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, I was like, whoa. You know, seeing all those derelict ships all over the place really makes you wonder the story of the battle that was fought over there. Oh, yeah. So, so. I've had the chance to play Battlefront, the Star Wars game. Yeah. And the 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 PvP version that you can play online with other people is basically in that environment. 
So it's you play in the middle. You run around inside and around all with the leftover bits and bobs, and you get the opportunity to pick up ships and fly them around for a little while. Um, but the game is beautifully, beautifully paired to uh, to the movie. Awesome. Incredibly well done with not a spoiler built in, which that's is great. A, and that and that's an art. That's an art in itself. So. Mm-hmm. Miles, any other parts that really uh, stand out to you that we that we should have talked about that we didn't? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we we talked about when when, when uh, there, there, there's a scene where I, I wonder if Han is almost kind of he's he's suggesting to Ray that you know I can use a first mate on this ship. I'm just thinking. You know, he he's almost looking even then maybe to pass the torch or something like that, um, and which which oh, she yeah. which she which ultimately I mean she she does you know he, she does take the torch I mean Chewbacca basically says you know let's her have the pilot seat and, right right um, and then they fly away together at the end and mm-hmm. that's kind of and find Luke yeah. yeah oh I forgot about those moments with her and him in the. Yeah. In the I bypassed the capacitor, that was adorable. You know, I mean, I mean, we we, we talk about theories and questions about Ray. I mean, Ray, Ray obviously is force sensitive, maybe had Jedi training, but she's also a pilot. I mean, here she's a de- desert mm-hmm. scavenger, but somehow she is a crackerjack pilot. Also, yeah, what where where what, what led to that? I mean, right. Yeah, although she didn't fly the Millennium Falcon very well at first. <laughs> it, well, yeah, it took a little doing, but, you know. Well, when you're flying the biggest... It wasn't her fault. It. Some idiot put a capacitor between the hyperdrive and the main control system. Right, right. That'll do it every time. It will. Mm-hmm. Almost yeah. burned out the entire hyperdrive system. I know. Where's C-3PO? I mean, who does that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Well, let's. Um, so I have uh, two things I'd like to talk about. Well, let, let's back up. Where would you? So, if you were to give this star, uh, this this movie a rating, would you uh, out of five stars? How would you rate it, Miles? Like it's it's not a perfect movie, but it comes close. It comes very close. So very close to five stars, if not five stars. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the stuff that I, I could nitpick about, I mean, why bother? Um, I mean, I left, I mean, th- this is this is what, when, I, when I saw the movie, I got to see our heroes come back. Um, they told a great story, but they also put the movie in a place where it can move forward. I mean, Disney wants to make more Star Wars movies, and the, the new characters they have, Ray, Finn, Poe, others, um, I, I think I I think that you know they they're they could keep some of the old heroes around just to sort of be supported, but then they could kind of take off with these with these newer heroes to tell some new stories. Um, yeah. Uh, so so yeah, um, it, it I'll say a four point seven five. It's hard. It, it, you know, it, it, it's it's very hard for me to find fault with this movie. Right. How about you, M? I gave it thirty six thousand unicorns. There you go. Um, <laughs> I. It is, it is, it is so close to a five star. It's, it's like, it's 4.9999. There's the little tiny things. But if I were to base it on my initial reaction, when we stepped outside and I really realized what I just saw, I was completely 
sated. Right. I was absolutely, I was given a gift of, of nostalgia and of, of hope. And not like this, you know, oh, I've got hope now, but a blend of nostalgia and forward looking at the same time. It is, it was exactly what I was hoping for in general. So it's, it's right on the, it's almost five stars for me. It's so close. I can, I'm, you know what? I'll just give it, I'll just give it. I think there was so much respect (laughs) and reverence paid to this, to 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 really it's it's something that made such a huge difference it 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 changed science fiction it changed movie making it changed storytelling and i feel like the fan the those the prequels were just made to be made they weren't made to tell a story and i'm 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 so pleased that people who cared really took this and nurtured it beautifully. Um, with that said, they had better not screw up the other two. <laughs> uh, I think for me, uh, this movie comes pretty close to a five. I, I, I really debated whether it really is everything I wanted it to be. And I, I, I'm still kind of on the fence because I love the movie. It is a worthy successor to the Star Wars franchise. Absolutely. Um, I struggled. I think. I think my. I think my favorite movie remains Empire because of the depth of character that is explored, and you Mm -hmm. don't have that in this movie. But I've I've had to go back and analyze whether you need that in this movie since this is kind of a reawakening of the franchise and you're introducing like if you go to New Hope New Hope is not all that dissimilar to this movie um, mm. as far as mm. as far as you know a guy a guy gets his call to his journey we don't really understand much about the force except the little tidbits that Obi-Wan kind of throw Luke and then it's all let's break Princess Leia out and let's blow up Death Star I mean there's not a lot of depth to characters we get a little bit of connection, a little bit of people developing relationships, but that's kind of what we do in this movie. And so if I really fault this movie for that, then I have to also fault New Hope for that. But is it a fault or because we know it's three films, it's just the first stack? Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's exactly where I'm at. Em. You know, um, part of me wants more. I want more depth and more meat, but... Maybe this is the type of film that needs to be here for a first film. It's just act one. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, uh, so I'm kind of torn in that. But I think, it, I think the reality is I'm giving it close to a five, maybe a, more like a 4.75, only because there's a few things that bother me. Mm-hmm. But, but I think it, overall it's definitely, I mean, will I see it again? Yes. Will I see it in theaters? Hopefully. So definitely there. So I wanted to talk, um, there's no doubt, this movie, fastest grossing movie in 12 days in history. It hit the 1 billion mark, (laughs) right, in its first 12 days out. And people are like, yay, this is great for Disney. Ironically, uh, Disney's stock lost and dropped in the Wall Wall Street stock market when this movie came out. Hmm. 
Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Today. Yeah, so we were talking about this earlier, and people were like, why is Disney stock losing money? Star Wars, biggest thing since sliced bread, right? Yeah, but the stock isn't based on a movie. The stock is based on Disney Enterprises, which yeah. encompasses everything Disney. And in the last two quarters, they've shown some questionable returns. Not bad returns, but just not absolute returns. Yeah. And the money rate that they, that from selling tickets in the fourth quarter, no one's going to see that, that impact on the, on the P&L for the company until next year when they close the quarter out right. and they do their 10K. Well, so this is really, this is what the, uh, in the research, this is what they said. Yeah, Disney lost money, not because of Star Wars. Star Wars is a very small part of Disney, as I'm saying. There, I mean, mm -hmm. so I saw a chart that broke it down that said their media networks, that's ESPN yeah, and then ABC, 44% uh, of their revenue comes from that. 44%. 31% comes from their theme parks. So like 75% of what Disney's earning has nothing to do with the Marvel franchise, the Star Wars franchise, or anything. Absolutely. You know, in fact, that only comprises 14% what Disney earns. The rest is like consumer products and some interactive stuff that they have going on, but very small potatoes when it comes in line with, you know what. So will, 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 yeah, will Star Wars have an impact? Absolutely. Will it have a huge impact on their market share? Well, there's a lot of other, a lot of other balls that they're juggling. Not yet. Yeah, Sorry. So, yeah. Sorry about sure. that, guys. That's yeah, um, Yeah, you can't, there's, that's apples and, and like concrete. You can't compare the two. Star Wars, Star Wars is going to be less than one half percent of their income, if that. Yeah. Hitting the one billion mark after that's that's just gross receipts for right now. Yeah. So hitting the one billion mark, I think in the very end, it's going to be a very tiny percentage because they make a crap ton of cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. I'm yeah. so sorry, guys. That's fine. So they said that ESPN is still the number one source of the company's operating profit. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so, and, um, and Star Wars can't make up for subscriber losses at ESPN. And this is a problem. Yeah. This is a problem as more consumers go for online streaming rather than cable TV. ESPN has, been, has not been failing. They have progressively declined um, over the last three years. Yeah. Um, mainly because of some of the relationships that they've had with the NFL and um, and the baseball leagues and um, the fact yeah. that the NFL has their own broadcasting system. Yeah. And then you've got MSN, the, the no, not MSN, uh, Masson, MA, uh, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. They, they do everything as cleanly and on a shoestring budget and they do it beautifully. And that's something ESPN forgot how to do. Yeah. They say ESPN alone attributes for twenty eight percent of the stock price, so that's a huge portion of their stock price. Oh so, yeah, they're they're yes. losing big. Yeah, they're losing they big, and they 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 won't cut it loose because it does have a good market share. But that place that place needs an overhaul. Yeah, it does. Like nobody's business. So, it needs to change, or it's going to die. They need, they need a cut ESPN off, better sell it. But so There's, here's the the no other one's, the, the no other going to buy it. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's no one's gonna buy it. It's like it's like Fredo from The Godfather. You, you got to just send him to Vegas and hope that he doesn't screw something up. Right, right. I'm sorry. Like, 
I just watched the all three movies because that's what I do at Christmas is watch all the. Oh, but yeah. he's the he, um, ESPN is the Fredo of the Disney family. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I have to tweet that. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> there is the the other issue that I think that came up associated with this movie is a whole hashtag where's Ray. Do you do you do you know what I'm talking about, Em? No. What's that about? So here's the deal. All the toys that came out. That's right. There was clearly no female characters in them. All male for characters. The, for the action for the, figures. For, for the action figures and for the toys. So here's the background of it. This hashtag, Where's Ray, began to come out about a month ago. Um, and took aim at the glaring lack of Ridley uh, Jakku scavenger heroine uh, Ray from the Target exclusive six toy pack that yes. included her three new male co-stars as Finn, Poe Dameron, and the Sith Lord uh, Kylo Ren alongside Chewbacca, an unnamed stormtrooper, and the un unnamed First Order pilot, but no Ray. So people began to say, where's Ray in the toys? We want Ray in the Force Unleashed toys. Later... J.J. Abrams made a gaffe by saying that predominantly Star Wars was a male franchise. He later rescinded that and saying that he was hoping to attract a female audience with this new generation. But come on. I mean, there's tons of females that love Star Wars, right? Um, and then um, later on, um, it came out a bigger shock when Hasbro's popular Star Wars The Force Awakens Battle Action Millennium Falcon set Comes with a light-up Millennium Falcon, a BB-8, a Finn, and Chewbacca, but no Ray. Wow, that's a yes. major oh, oversight. Wow. So what a, a giant. So, so some major stuff that was missing. Now, um, so a lot of talk about, you know, the sexism in the toys and the fact that uh, why is she being shafted? And um, some theories is that Disney has come out and Hasbro has said, look, in the new year, there are going to be female Ray toys coming out, so they just aren't out initially, hmm. and it's uh, too little. It's very late because well, they missed a huge gap. Yeah, I agree. The Christmas market. I, I agree with that. So one explanation for the relative absence of the female characters in the Force Awakens action figure merchandising is that with the development process, it can take up to eighteen months to complete. Some products were necessarily approved and planned before others. Ray's look, according to said source, was not ready in time to be included in the Millennium Falcon set that sparked the outrage among some fans. That, that's 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 a good spin. Right, it's a, it is a good spin, but it does, that is a phenomenal <laughs> spin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, I have also two words for that. It's horse. Horse hockey. <laughs> horse hockey. But yeah, you know, so. Uh, there's no doubt that, I mean, she is this kind of, there's no doubt that she is the heroine of this story. Mm -hmm. mm. And to have her not be something that both guys and girls can gravitate toward. It just, I mean, from a, strictly from a marketing dollars and cents point of view, it just seems like a really dumb move. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I think clearly she was overlooked and it was too late. And you did you notice at Halloween when they released the the Phasma costume? It was released under little boys. It was listed as a little boys costume. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on, Disney. 
Yeah. Please. I mean, Disney's usually more forward-thinking than that. I mean, I'm the... Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a giant fob. Huge fob up on their call. I mean, no. Not acceptable. And I, I think they just... It... It was a ball drop, no doubt. Yes, and, that's um, the right word. Thank and, you. And, and, I was and, trying to find a non-expletive. Yeah, word you know, it, it was it was it was a drop ball, and I think that there's no doubt that at the beginning of the new year they're going to try and bring out action figures, and Star Wars is going to be popular, and you know, those girls are going to want to be Ray, and maybe some guys as well, and you know, it's just it's going to be um, it's going to draw people. They're going to sell that merchandise, and Star Wars, mm. I mean, has always been a huge merchandising machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're going to still sell stuff, but you just, they, they didn't get it in time for Christmas. So. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that those two things I thought were kind of interesting and tied in news stories that, you know, kind of play, play into this whole discussion of force awakened. So, so are you going to see it again in theaters? Yeah. I'd oh, yeah. like to, I not, I can't, not sure if I'm going to though. Yeah. How about you, M? Absolutely. 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 I, was, I I think we might actually go tomorrow or this weekend. Um, some some friends want to. Yes, they want to. I think Kat's actually seen my friend Kat's seen it three times already. <laughs> yes, I want to go again. Are you going again? I want to go again. I want to go with her because I know she's going to react awesome. And she's going to react like I am all crazy and excited and silly. And I uh, it was it was just I don't know. I've said it a million times. It was just the most sating it was it was exactly what I wanted. It was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, take Kiefer again. Just him and I go. Go to a matinee. I know that's what we did. We did the other time. So, so yeah, very good. Well, uh, wow, this wraps up our, our our look at the Star Wars franchise for a little bit. Yeah, till next one comes out. I believe that about does it. So, if there's no other thoughts, go ahead, Miles. All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies.